When Jamie went to a lady's prayer group, she didn't know that the Lord was going to deliver her from unclean spirits she didn't even know she had. But through love and through the prayers of just simple saints, the Lord released her from bondages and demonic influence. Then he baptized her in fire, and now she moves in a level of freedom and peace and power that's available to every believer. Good evening, my Firestorm family. Excited to be with you. And you know, the uh, the bumper, the intro to the show says that the those that are moving in love, the Firestorm team, they're seeing that love transform the folks around them every day. And that's what the show is going to be about more tonight, to equip and provoke you that the Lord is so excited to co-labor with you. You know, we're not waiting on him to do anything. Jesus did everything. That's why he could say it is finished. He's waiting on us. Well, what's he waiting on us to do? He's waiting on us to be eager to love and every day as part of our normal life be available to touch hurting people. And it's such an adventure and it's really exciting. So tonight could be, in some ways, it could be like our Halloween show. This could be the uh, the one for that time of the year because we're going to talk about deliverance. And some of you are like, oh, I'm going to change the channel. I don't think that stuff still happens. Don't change the channel. It absolutely still happens. We're going to encourage you, and we're going to suggest to you that Jesus is still doing the same stuff that he was doing 2,000 years ago. He's just using his kids to touch his other kids now, and it's going to be exciting. So my guest tonight is our friend Jamie. Jamie, thank you for being on Firestorm. Thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, bondages broken because what I've learned is in the way that you're touched, when the Lord touches you, you carry that to other people. You know, the word says that as you're comforted, you become a comfortor. And I just really feel like the testimony that we're going to share, what God did with you, is just going to carry such a prophetic anointing and break off bondages and break off spirits from a lot of hurting people. So I am thrilled that you're here. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm so looking forward to it. And just something like that God's been showing me too is like coming in the promised land and taking territory and like the authority from coming out of the places of bondage that have been, I get to go in other places and get capped and we're going to get captives with Jesus. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, well, let's get right into it. So uh, I'll set it up. Okay. And then you jump in whenever you want. But we met, I, I guess, a couple of months ago and we had some, um, you know, a, a ladies prayer group that was using our house. They asked, could they use, they do this a couple times a year. And we said, yes. And uh, they were in our house. I was at work. My wife was there and there's, you know, not a big group, maybe 15 of you all there. So, uh, so I get a text. So um, fathers out there, dads out there, husbands out there, what would you do? If you were me, this is the text I got from my wife. She said, um, when are you going to be home? And I answered, I'm about 10 minutes away. And then she called me. Okay, not out of the ordinary. She calls me and said, um, there's a full-on demonic manifestation going on in our living room right now. Uh, Aaron, our son, is hiding in his room, and so is another young woman that we had. Uh, we were providing housing for for a couple of days. Uh, they're all hiding, and... There is um, spitting and tongue sticking outing, and um, there's uh, demonic manifestation going on in our living room. And I said, oh, I'll be home in eight minutes. <laughs> so I drive home, and Jamie, what I see is you sitting in a chair in the middle of our living room, 
and there's two spe- two women specific old older women I think um, that were specifically like yelling at you and they were just being very aggressive there was a lot of loud noises and then there was a lot of like rolling you around on the ground like a hot dog and then there was something about spitting up and they were giving you a bowl and uh, i stood and watched this just to kind of get my feet on me see what's really going on because i have dealt with several people that were demonized straight up um and it's always a surprise you know you never know when it's going to happen but i have absolutely seen people manifest demons and i have dispatched them multiple times so i am not uncomfortable with this in fact it's the first sign of a believer if you look at the end of the gospel of mark mark 16 jesus says these signs will follow those who believe and he has a laundry list of all the signs you know what the first sign is they'll cast out devils so either jesus was making it up or he meant it um I think he meant it, and I've seen it happen many times. So I, I watched Jamie, and I evaluated and see what's going on. And I can't say that you were demonized. You can speak to that. But uh, you were definitely being very aggressively treated by a couple of these ladies. So do you want to fill in any details of what was going on before I got there? Um, yeah, sure. So I guess it uh, was really interesting um, to your point about um, being yelled at, um, because the way it even started was I, I was literally, um, hugging one of the ladies goodbye for the prayer meeting. And then she actually, um, the Holy spirit did overwhelm her and she, and she was like, Oh, that was a healing hug. And she started prophesying over me and confirming, um, I'd been told that God wanted to heal me and heal me totally, uh, especially with mental illness. And so that was on point. I'd had that. I'd actually just been miraculously healed a couple months or sorry, a month earlier, from anxiety so much that I was able to get off medication. I worked with Amen. my doctor. Yeah. yeah, so like, you know, Jesus was already beginning this work in me. Um, so it started out like 100% on point with like what he'd been saying with me with the word. Um, and then I was kind of like, they as they were talking about some things, I was like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. And then we sort of spontaneously just went into deliverance. So um, as far as like what happened was there was a lot of like, there was a lot of yelling. I was kind of being just like spirits were just being called out of me. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like I, I, I personally had been through, um, deliverance session before and it was more like you took ownership of saying, I break agreement with these spirits. Mm-hmm. So it's I a was, model. yeah. Yeah. So that, that's just the one I was familiar with. So I was really like taken aback. And I would say that like, um, the short version probably was that I just felt like I was being yelled at. I literally, like it literally went between Jesus loves you and like, get out of there. Mm. What are you doing? There's a crowd on your head. Take it off. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I definitely got the impression that you were um, under heavy, um, heavy authority, right? And the, the name of this show would be Deliverance Do's and Don'ts. And one of the don'ts that I saw is, you always have to be sensitive to this is a person. If they have demonic influence, it's still a person. And what I've learned from managing this a couple times is that demons are liars. I don't ever ask them questions. Jesus never asked him questions. One time he said, what's your name? But all the other ones, he didn't let them talk. It says over and over that he didn't let them speak. So I don't let them talk. The next thing was, though, that he sent them out with a word. He just like 
dispatched them immediately. There was no long, drawn out. And what I saw with you was a long and drawn out, very loud, very aggressive yelling at you in my living room. And how did that make you feel? Um, That was really horrible for me. It was honestly traumatic. Um, As a kid, I was abused, actually, verbally abused by my dad and my brother specifically. And so that was like, um, and you know, your your mom watches that just happen to you. So that was really uh, traumatic and terrifying for me to have that happen all over again. And at the same time, like, you know, you're God's father. And so it kind of like confirms that lie, that story of like, God doesn't really love you. Like, this is how God loves. Um, is it, he's yelling at you and he's mad at you for, like, getting in this situation. So you felt like God was yelling at you through these two ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you in my living room, which isn't acceptable. So I evaluated this for a few minutes. And when they were, you know, having you, like, spit up in a bowl and wipe your mouth with one of my blankets off the couch, that's a deal breaker. It's like, no, this is not happening. Jesus never let the demons uh, put on a show. They always want to put on a show, and they want to humiliate the host. They always do. I've seen it over and over and over, and you just stop them from manifesting. You just say, in Jesus' name, stop manifesting. I've seen it happen, and, and they stop. So I watched these women for a few minutes and talked to another friend in leadership there. And she said, well, then you just do it because she knew I was irritated. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just give it another moment. And I watched and and they were yelling at you and calling you names and or calling the enemy in you names. I don't know. And it all broke in about five seconds. I remember I walked up to you. You didn't know me. We'd never met. We never met. Nope. And I just walked up. I got right between these ladies and you. And I remember looking at you in the eyes. Yes. Because I've learned from dealing with demonic people that um, the eye is the lamp of the body. So the spirit in you is very clear to the spiritual world. It'll come through your eyes. And, you know, Jesus even said, if your eye is clear, your whole spirit is clear. And if, you're, if your eye is darkness, how great is that darkness? So I've learned from this that you look in their eyes. And if they can't look back at you, that might be a demon. If they can look back at you, maybe not. And, uh, and I'm not going to say that you were demonized, Jamie, although they did say that before I got there, uh, you were saying things like, I am here to kill you, you're, st- you're spitting, you're sticking your tongue out. Did all that stuff happen? So, yeah, all those things did happen. Um, there was, like I said, I remember specifically they started calling things out. I didn't necessarily feel that maybe that thing or whatever, and they were just like, well, don't hold back. And I was like, I mean, I'm just going to, like, totally like lose control like fine Mm. like if this is what happened and then i just so then yeah i just start spontaneously rolling um around and it was like and then they kind of were like oh stop doing that it was like okay um so yeah kind of like as far as my background i had talked to somebody after that night and um it was revealed to me and i will say one of the benefits of going through that even though it was horrible at the time was that i realized actually i had been in witchcraft and so like even though like i had um, you know, follow Jesus as a kid, um, I had opened myself up to that. And so like, I really can see how, um, that 
You might have opened a door. Yeah. So I can totally see that like that totally could have been a possibility. Yeah. And even as a Christian, um, the demonic, they're opportunists. You know, they, they, if you give them an opportunity, they're going to stick on like, like Velcro. I always say it's like Velcro. They're like Velcro demons. (laughs) They stick on and you can pull them off just like Velcro. It's nothing more aggressive than that. Um, So what happened with us and the, the first moments we meet, I walked in, I stepped right in between these ladies and I remember looking at you in the eyes and I said, Jamie, I'm here to declare that you are a daughter of the most high God, that he loves you and you are worth the blood of Jesus. And I just saw how that landed. And do you remember what you said? I think I said daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said something about you remind me of my dad or you needed a dad. So right before that, you were saying, what were you praying about? I, Father's love? Yeah, I was just praying. I was like, dad, I, I just need you now. And like, you know, as, as the thing had been going, I just, I felt so condemned and yelled at. And then, and people were like, Jesus bankrupted heaven for you. And I'm like, you're just yelling at me. And like, maybe some of these things I've done, it was like some specific sins had been called out from my past. And I, you know, especially like idolatry and being in the new age and things like that. And I'm like, I've repented of this. I don't understand why this is like still coming up. And so, you know, and so like, and kind of, you, you and I had talked about this previously about how like the enemy knows things about you too. And so he'll accuse you and he'll yeah, go back and he'll accuser. bring it back up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, um, so yeah, so he's, so, you know, that's being brought up. And so, and I'm like, well, where is this forgiveness? Like, where's my daddy who like, who's my dad who like doesn't remember this. And so like, so your heavenly that, father, my heavenly father, yeah. my heavenly father, as I'd yeah. mentioned previously, my earthly father, in the past has been very abusive. So, um, so mm. yeah. So when you came, like I was literally, cr- I was literally crying out to my, to daddy, my Abba. To your heavenly father, yeah. Abba. And at that moment I stepped in, looked you in the eyes and I said, I'm here to declare that you are a daughter of the most high God and you are worth the blood of Jesus. And I'm telling you, Jamie, at that moment, it took about, how long does it take to say that? Five seconds? <laughs> Everything completely shifted. I felt that everybody in the room felt that. What did you feel? I definitely felt that. I, um, cause it was like, you know, it's so cool that I've been through so much freedom since then. So like even mm. going back to that place, it's like, oh man, I gotta remember how bad that was. Um, cause but, you're yeah. totally transformed now. I, this is a couple of months ago and we're going <laughs> to, I can't wait to talk about the transformation cause that's really gosh. what it's all about. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like I just, so that night too, like I, yeah, so I guess like for that, I was so lost. I was like, God, I just need to know that you love me. I, like he was breaking things off that had been there for years. Like he, he's been setting something free. Um, I guess, yeah. um, spoiler alert, I, got, I ended up getting baptized um, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> within five days of this. So like he was like, you are new. Like I am claiming you. I'm making you new. I'm breaking off. You know, don't think on the former thing. So in that moment, I just like, I was like, God, and he'd actually been drawing me for several years. I... Um, I was a baptized Catholic, mm-hmm. um, left when I was 10, came back 16, became charismatic Catholic about eight years later. So I've been charismatic for about four years. So he'd been drawing me to the father's heart. And so I knew that, that I was like, I need this to be real. Like I just needed mm-hmm. it. And so everything that was happening that night or, or not everything, but most of the things that were, were contradicting that view. So I needed to hear my daddy love me. I needed to know that like, I'm actually forgiven. Like gra- if grace is really free, then like if I've sinned horribly, then like God still loves me. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, but yeah, I think that like, 
there's also just something in your heart though about just being a kid like if you're like you know being a child of god and it says like be like little children like um and to enter the kingdom of heaven and so there's there's just something deep inside of your heart that just needs to like to have the father's love just to be consoled when you're hurting Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I felt like that was just the anointing of the Spirit as we stepped into that. Uh, We all felt something immediately break. And then I remember we confirmed your salvation. I'm like, can you say the name of Jesus? And you were able to without a problem. And is Jesus your Lord? And you said, yes. And I just still, I'm still going to have you pray. And I had you pray to receive the Lord. Simple, simple prayer, not complicated. And you did. So I felt like, okay, this seems to be a done deal. And the exciting thing for listeners for deliverance is you might think, you know, isn't that just Old Testament? Isn't that like first century stuff? God doesn't still do that. We call it mental illness today, maybe, but it's just they didn't understand mental illness. Uh, I'm here to tell you from personal experience, we have a supernatural enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And if given an opportunity, he will stick around like Velcro and somebody needs to come in and call it for what it is and command him to go. So, and I just wanted yeah. to add to that too, like, um, you know, because I mentioned even before this experience, even before I got, you know, baptized and that massive wave of grace, like, I mean, that, that new creation part, like, the reason that I was able to be broken free of my anxiety disorder, which I was on medication for nine years, therapy for nine years or eight wow. years, I, because I, I couldn't afford it for one yeah. year, but um, <laughs> like, and you know, and it's like somebody had the courage and the boldness. Like it was literally after a big conference retreat and like they were just like, I had helped them with, they had car trouble. So I helped them that they got me dinner and then they just talked to me and they took the time to talk to me and pray for me and that courage and that boldness and walking in these gifts and saying like, Jesus, you said that I have this authority. You said that I can do this. And so that broke, that got me off a minute, something that I've been bonded for almost a decade. Yeah. And then now this is like transforming everything. Um, and I'll even say like, just my work has even gotten better. Like project, like after this deliverance and the baptism, like I actually had work projects wrap up that had taken six months to complete. Like um, I just started getting material blessings too, sleeping better. Like yeah. I've had friendships. I mean, just, I'd, I could go on and on about that. The Lord but, completely restored. Yeah. You know, Jesus still releases the captives. And now what that looks like is we come in love. We come in love and we let Holy Spirit do the rest. So if you're motivated by love, as my wife calls it, being eager to love, I love that. I love that, that sentiment. When you're eager to love and you step into the breach at that time, Holy Spirit comes in with a grace and breaks stuff off. And Jamie, just from the little bit we know of of each other um yeah five days later we were at what sean foyt was here right there's yeah, a lettuce worship and uh i was one of the people I, I got to do the baptisms and i think we baptized 15 or 20 people that night and when i baptize people and you were one of them and i always tell people when i baptize people i said you're going to get the full experience with me and they look and like what does that mean and i'm like well we're going to do the baptism of john we're going to do the water baptism mm-hmm. and i said but then when you come up we're going to baptize you in fire because that's what John said, right? John said, I baptize you in water, but one's coming after me whose sandals I'm not able to untie. And he's going to baptize you in Holy Spirit and in fire. I just do the twofer. I just do both at the same time. So we baptized you in this 
glorified planter in the parking lot, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really small. It wasn't even as big as a kiddie pool. And uh, But I remember we, we baptized you. And then as you came up, we pray for infilling of Holy Spirit. Yeah. And infilling of Holy Spirit is simple. It's just the laying on of hands and asking for it. And do you feel like from that moment there was a change? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, well, and I just like want to encourage people too, because so funnily enough, like as I was going under the water, like the spirit of religion, I just saw it come at me. And for anybody who doesn't know yeah. about that. Explain it, what it, that is. Yeah. So I like for me personally, I always had thought religion was like the thing that we believe as Christians, but actually it's. Um, more like a false religion. It's more like being so, it's more about the rules versus um, knowing who your savior is and that he loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the spirit, so the spirit of religion is kind of like this um, tyrant, I would say. It's almost yeah. like a Nazi that's like, get in line, stay in line, do everything this way. And um, and what you do is who you are in God. So as long as you f- follow all these rules really well, you'll mm-hmm. do well, you'll be saved. And, and that's the law and it's so easy like as believers to fall into that. And for me, I come from a legalistic background. So I just want to encourage anybody like, yeah, I got, was getting baptized, but like the demons were like, oh, I think I claim this. So I'm going to come after this. And the answer is no, you don't be- like, yeah. no, he de- like, I'm not his, I belong to Jesus. And then I have my believers, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ praying for me and battling for me, filling with the Holy spirit, praying for that to break off. And then I had some people give me some resources afterwards to like help pray and take back that territory. So I also just wanted to encourage anybody who's like had a dramatic conversion. If there's warfare even after that, that like, that's okay. You're still his and and you're warfaring and you're still going to battle fine. You will be victorious. Yeah. I love it. Well, then we're going to get into turning our wounds into weapons, right? (laughs) And this is so exciting, Jamie, because I feel like with you, um, the spirit of anxiety, yeah. Right, which the word says we are not given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Yeah. And I feel like there are some folks listening right now, probably a lot, who battle that spirit of anxiety. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you that that is not you. So here's what I believe the enemy does, right? And we saw this break off of you. Um, first of all, understand the enemy. We have a powerful supernatural enemy. He is not equal to God. He's equal to Michael the archangel. So there's no comparison. So we don't fight the devil. In fact, it says in James, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So we don't really even resist the devil. We just submit to God. (laughs) We submit to God more, and the enemy flees. That's what I see over and over. And what I saw with you is with you submitting to God, The enemy is fleeing from you. But here's what I feel like the Lord has revealed about the spirit of anxiety. The enemy is a complete lost, withered branch. Jesus says he's a withered branch coming to nothing. He has absolutely no hope. He has no future. He knows it. He is absolutely depressed. He never knows when the last trumpet is going to sound. He's completely anxious. He's basically freaked out all the time. And what I believe he does is he projects what he is feeling out onto this world. And those of us that are more spiritually sensitive, maybe prophetic, we pick up on it first. I think that's what was happening with you. And then the enemy comes in as the accuser and he accuses 
it of it being your feelings when it's actually his feelings that he's putting on you that he accuses you and gets you to own it and then you say I am depressed. I am anxious. Well, now he's got you because you just owned it and he can stay because you gave permission. But if you if you understand that it's just a supernatural attack of the enemy and you can then stand in who you really are. And that's why with you, I came in with identity. I just, I'm here to declare that you are a daughter of the most high God. You are highly loved, worth the blood of Jesus. When you come in with speaking identity of who we really are, the enemy has no game. There's nothing left. So do you feel like you were released of the spirit of anxiety? I like I do. And I will say that, like, I think for me having done it. So I on top of therapy, I've done inner healing, too. And so and so I would say that, like. I think there it's like levels as well as like maybe countries like if it's risk like he definitely evacuated like the U.S. but maybe he's still over here in okay. Ukraine like you know I mean, <laughs> so like, geography yeah, terms yeah so I know like so much has left and that like um, it was really interesting actually like because um, you and I had talked about that previously and so I was like you know what God like like I just felt like that was true and I was like you know and sometimes like I'll also just be like, I'm just going to try it. And so, like, I have prayed through that when I was feeling anxious and that came to mind. I was like, you know what? No, like, I'm not anxious. Like, I banish this in Jesus' name. Like, I'm going to pray hope, you know, so kind of maybe mm-hmm. like the opposite virtue. So, yeah. like, so I'm going to pray hope in this place. And I, I do feel the atmosphere shift. And I yeah. do say things. I was like, you know what? Devil, like, yeah. And so you start seeing even people, like, relaxing more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's visible. And so, like, I would definitely encourage people, like, um, you know, I would just say like, I, I am a deep feeler. Like I just, in general, like mm-hmm. emotionally, but also like I am, I didn't know I was spiritually sensitive. I had no idea that's yeah. like what this was. Yeah. And like, so saying that I was like, oh, and then also like I have this tool and now I can use it and yeah. then I can like actually activate other women, especially, and, and men too. Like I definitely have yeah. friends that have it. And so it's like, um, yeah, I like just the you're going to change the atmosphere now. like Yeah, and the wound has now become your weapon yeah. in the way that you're comforted. You're now a comfortor, and you're speaking life. Right now, you're probably speaking to over 30,000 people. Speak to those 30,000, say there are more than half are ladies, about breaking that spirit of anxiety. Well, how could you encourage them? Yeah, I like God loves you so much, and everything that the enemy has tried to say against you is wrong and also like he hasn't beaten you yet like you're still here like you have a award a wage and a win and god is on your side like he is behind you above you below you you're right and you're left like Amen. he's your rear guard um and so like and that's in scripture um so like like you know look that up and be encouraged for that and like just like hopefully like this also it locks into peace like if this is part of who you are and you notice these things like um you get like you get to win now like you get yeah. to this is like this is that huddle at, you know maybe like at halftime and now you get to go back out in the game um and win and i just also want to like as a woman i particularly i just want to like say that every deep feeling that you have is like the tender heart of god it's the yeah. heart of the father and like he's put that in you and like you're just like gonna love so well like part of that too is the life that he gives like he wants to give that much life so if you're fe- like, so I would even say maybe like if you feel this crushing weight, that's how much glory actually, well, he gives like 
you know, sevenfold, hundredfold more. So that's how much more love that he's going to push in you and pull out of you. Um, So if you're feeling that, I just want you to know that's only like the tip of the iceberg for the opposite of the glory and the love that you're going to put in the world and that Jesus wants to put in you and already loves you. He wants you to just feel it. um, Yeah. So when you're feeling that and you're feeling the oppression, uh, we all know what the oppression feels like of anxiety, all of us, all adults pretty much. Um, When you're feeling that, how can they shift that? You say we talk about shifting the atmosphere. Um, How can how can they shift that? I think. I, I could talk for a really long time about this, um, especially because like I, st- I still end up using therapy tools personally. Like I still like radically mm-hmm. accept and say like, OK, God, like I'm feeling this way. Like this is how it is. And then I also like I just remember like the word and, you know, when Jesus is tempted in the desert, like he basically he basically just goes back to the word and he uses scripture back at the devil. And so it's yeah. it's standing. So it's going back through the words like, OK, God, like. You know, you said um, that, like, you haven't given me a spirit of fear, give me a sound mind um, of love, and, you know, give me yeah. this. And so, like, okay, I'm just going to say that I have authority in this place. So I just remember promises that he's made to me. I remember, you know, even ones maybe I don't half believe, but they're in the Bible, so I'm just going to say them. Yeah. Um, and. This is why you want to know your Bible, okay, (laughs) because this is the power. So another really big spiritual warfare chapter is Ephesians chapter 6, and it's the armor of God. And, you know, the helmet to protect our minds because he hits us in our minds first, right? I think there's a reason they have the helmet first because the attack is always in the mind begins in the mind and then the breastplate of righteousness protecting the front right the sandals readiness for the gospel of peace that are like cleats so you don't get pushed back and you know all these things are defensive and you have one offensive weapon and i think it's really interesting that it's the sword the sword of the spirit which is the word of god right so when you're learning the scriptures and when you're reading through these these are weapons Folks, this is the weapon. Now, it's exciting. You know, I am my main business is Savior Martial Arts, and I've been doing Christian martial arts in this area for all 25 years. And I've been able to, to just affect so many hundreds, really thousands of lives over the years. And I've often taught this to our kids. And I said, you know, the sword in Ephesians 6, it's not like a medieval sword with sword fight, you know, as long as a wrapping paper tube on Christmas morning, right? It's not that. It was actually really short. A Roman sword is probably only about 14 inches long. It's not made for great distances. It's made for up close and personal because that's the way the Roman legions fought. They would get right up in there. They were not getting pushed back. They have no armor on their back. So if they turn, they're dead. They have to push forward. They push forward and it's just a simple, you know, thrust. So, but then Paul talks about the fiery darts. Same thing in Ephesians 6. Talks about the fiery darts of the enemy, right? And how do we stop those? We stop those with a shield of faith, Mm. right? And then, well, faith in what? And when we say faith in what, I'm always encouraged to tell people, you know, so so you have faith, you believe that Jesus died on the cross, is your Savior, rose from the dead, you're following him. That's awesome. That's saving faith. Praise God for that. But is that where your faith ends? Is there more faith? How about, because, you know, the word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's pretty heavy, right? The righteous shall walk in faith. 
Um, faith, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Oh, okay. So faith is huge for God. Is it just faith to say a prayer? which is valuable, and you must do it. You must pray to receive Jesus. He's the name above names, the only name under heaven by which we may be saved. But what if the faith is to see yourself the way your heavenly Father sees you? Have faith in that. And once you get an identity download of how your father sees you. Jamie, you are a daughter of the Most High God, and I am here to declare that you are worth the blood of Jesus. When you get that revelation of how the Father sees you, and then you stand in faith of who you really are, that's when stuff breaks off. Yeah. I just wanted to share, too, like that John 17 um, has been, or John really 15 through 17 has just really helped with that um, daughtership and sonship. And like, it says like that we're adopted. I mean, Romans specifically also, we're adopted sons and daughters. And like Jesus, his whole like last speech before he dies, the last supper is like, I am going to your fa- to my father and your father. And he's like constantly talking about the father and bring him into the love and bring us into that love. And so like, I think meditating and, and like, um, I can't remember the Psalm it is, but it even says like meditate on the, my word day and night. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think meditating yeah. on, on that, like where, he is saying like, we're sons and daughters. I'm like, okay, well, Jesus is the king of kings. Like, well, what's the king like? I'm like, well, like he's got a lot of authority. He's got palaces. He's got land. He's got resources. Okay. Like I have, you know, I can tell people what to do. Um, shout out to people in the military who know how, what it looks like with commands and authority and things like that. Um, so you know a little bit about, you know, what happens when somebody has authority and resources. And so like, well, if Jesus, so... Like, that's pretty amazing. Like, that's a lot of power. And then it's like, okay, well, if my little earthly mind can think about that power, I have that power in heaven because, like, Jesus died for me and he just said that and he laid down his life for me and he loves me and he wants me there too. He wants me to be part of this kingdom. And so, like, when I meditate on that, I'm like, wow, I have a lot more authority than I thought. I can do a lot more than I thought I could. Yeah. And your enemy is the only one who doesn't want you to know that. Yeah. Because as soon as you do, right, as soon as you get a revelation of the authority that we walk in because, I mean, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And he says, basically, I'm going to do what I did. You're going to do greater things than I did, he said. When you get a revelation of that, it will change your understanding of what faith looks like. So maybe it's not just faith to say a prayer. Now it's faith to stand in who you really are every day, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and that breaks chains. And that breaks chains off of other people. And we've seen that with you. So we're very thankful for you listening. You know, our heart is to equip and encourage the body of Christ that there is more, that there is more than just saying a prayer, which is valuable. But it's not just about I'm going to go to heaven when I die. What if it's about saying a prayer to get heaven into you right now? And then for the rest of your earthly days, you spend your time recreationally breaking the devil's back and bringing life and light into darkness and encourage people to live into the fullness of what Jesus paid a price for. It's a really exciting Christian life, and the Firestorm Live broadcast is all about bringing you guests that are modeling that so you can see how to do it. And then come and run with us because it's a really exciting Christian life. So we thank you for listening. My guest tonight is our friend Jamie. And Jamie had a really unique experience. We said um, at the beginning of the show, this could be the, um, the Halloween show. 
because we met a couple of months ago. Um, we had a ladies' prayer group uh, that was bar- that barred our house for the night. We have a you know a big great room, and they needed that. Uh, and we love these women. They've come a couple times. They're lovely people. But um, I get a text from my wife. She says, "How soon are you going to be home?" And I said, I-, "I was still at work." And I, you know, about ten minutes. And she said, "Okay," because um, there's a full-on demon manifestation going on in our living room, and uh, I'm not quite sure what to do about this. So I get home a little faster and I step in on a couple of ladies that you're – first of all, Jamie, you're sitting in a chair. You're looking very meek. You're looking very heavy laden under oppression or under a, yeah. some stress and uh, watch these ladies yelling at you and calling you names. Not like calling you names but calling out demonic names from you um, and I – tolerated that for about three or four minutes and I just wasn't going to have it. Um, but there was legitimate demonic manifestations. There was, you know, sticking tongue out and spitting and eyes rolling back and, you know, it happened. It happened. <laughs> and, you know, saying things like, I am here to kill you. Do you remember that? I, I think so. Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. So, so there was definitely some spiritual assault going on with you. And I, just, I watched this for three or four minutes and I just wasn't having it because there was no love in what, anything I saw. There was a lot of harshness. There was a lot of yelling. And, you know, and I've learned demons are not afraid of loud voices. Surprising as that may be to hear, they're not intimidated by loud human voices. You know what they're intimidated by? Love. They have no game for love. They're intimidated by love and they're intimidated by the reality of a spirit-filled believer that comes in knowing who they are. See, the word says that the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. So everything Jesus did on earth, he did through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So if that same spirit lives in me, then therefore I should be able to go and do the same stuff that Jesus did. That's just my audacious faith. I have stepped into that over the last several years, and I have seen many people demonized that were freed from demons in moments. I've seen all kinds of cool supernatural healings. I saw one this morning, and it's just life. It's just glorious. So I come in, but I see you, Jamie, basically being verbally abused, yeah. and I was not having it. And right before I stepped in, you were saying a thought prayer yeah. in your head to your heavenly Father. Yeah. And what was that? I was um praying. Was like, Daddy, you know, please come. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm sick of this. Like I just, and I was like, I just need my dad. Please yeah. come. I stepped in and I just declared your in your inherent value. You know, you're so valuable to the Lord. Uh, There had to be something underlying our sin problem for Jesus to go through everything he did. You know, he saw our inherent value and he is restoring us to what the Father had for us. Yes, he had to go to the cross for that. He had to pay for the sins of the world. But beyond that, it's not just because we're wormy sinners. It's because we're incredibly valuable sons and daughters that he's redeeming and restoring. So I just came in and I said something like, Jamie, I'm just here to declare that you are a daughter of the Most High God and you are worth the blood of Jesus. And everything broke and it's breaking even right now yeah that's okay um and i just came in love 
and we've seen love break off so much stuff. Um, now, since then, <laughs> since then, I have seen you in spirit-filled worship, just pure and abandoned. And you can tell when somebody is filled with the spirit and you can tell when they're just doing it because this is what we all do, or it's a public display. We, you just kind of know, right? And you also know when it's real. And the spirit in you is so beautiful and so palpable. He's just pouring out of you all the time. He pours out of your eyes. He pours out of your words. And I just really believe that the Lord is using you to speak life into a lot of broken, especially women, right? Are you seeing that? Thank you, God. Actually, that's so cool that you had said that because I even like just recently had an opportunity to go to um, – worship at the mountain in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Danville, so that's southwestern central Virginia for y'all um, mm-hmm. on the East Coast. But um, so, and she had been through a ton of trauma and like it just worked out. It was like just somebody you met there? Yeah, somebody I had met through my church. Okay. Um, like I just like kind of in the young adult group like posted like, hey, does anyone want to go? She was up for an adventure. So we went. Um, Made a new friend. I did. <laughs> and, and she didn't have enough money to go. And so it was like, God used me to not only bless her, like I got to bless her financially, but then both of us like had to got, were able to get away with the Lord. And like, we got to pray for each other, um, during that time too. Mm-hmm. like speaking of healings, like actually she had a similar medical condition. And so I was able to pray for her to have relief in that. And it was just like, you know, we're like drinking our coffee in the mountains, waiting, getting ready for this worship concert with Jesus. And he's just like joining us for coffee and like, <laughs> let me just like break off this horrible pain. And it was it's exciting, yeah, right? It's so good. <laughs> In the way that you're comforted, you become a comfortor. Yeah. The wound becomes your weapon. Yeah. And I I like to call it the revenge of God. <laughs> I yeah. think it's just so exciting, right? Because and we were talking before the show as we were planning, we talked about 23rd Psalm. And in the end of that it says, and he will set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I remember asking the Lord, okay, what? You know, the Lord's like, hey, let's have a meal. Where should we have it? Oh, I know. Let's set a table in the presence of your enemies. That doesn't seem right. But I feel like what God is doing is that he is, he really kind of likes to torment the enemy (laughs) by bringing the ones that were tormented, like you, bringing them to a complete restoration breaking the chains off of them, and then using the broken ones to go heal the other ones. It's the revenge of God. And that's exactly what he's doing with you. Yeah. And so I I wanted to maybe share a little bit more deeply about that particular instance. Um, So right after, so I got baptized a couple months ago, maybe like three weeks after that, I joined a a life group from church and I got prophesied over and they said like, it's a rest season, but you will speak life, especially Mm -hmm. in in the tender love of the father into trafficked women. Well, the woman that I got to spend time with, she had been trafficked. And then I got to like three weeks after that, I got to pray for her. And I knew that God had something really big for her. And I just was like, yeah, you got your wings. Apparently that's what like he told her that after she went through, she, um, so after she got out of tracking, she was able to go to, um, a, um, a home where she was able to, uh, get healing just yeah. in general, but also like she received Jesus there as her savior. And so he told her, kind of gave her like a butterfly thing and talk, talked to her about like, you're in the cocoon right now, but I'll let you know when you get your wings. And so like, 
I got to release that, like, let her know, like, God has this for you. Like, you're in your next stage. And he um, told you, to, the, the, yeah. spirit through, the spirit spoke through you mm-hmm. and confirmed that in her. Yeah, I had I no love idea. That. Yeah. That's so exciting, right? <laughs> I was like, I just need to tell you this. And she was like, do you know what you just said? I was like, no. <laughs> but you so, confirmed. I did. I yeah. did confirm it. Um, and so it's just, and it's cool, too, to see that, like, that promise of, like, being able to to show tender love to people who have been so hurt and ripped away from love is already like happening. Like it's just little sprinkles um, of like what's to come. And so, yeah, he's like, he's so good. He has so much life for us right now. And I just want to encourage anybody, especially like, um, you know, just want to share too, like having struggled with suicide for so many years and even like not like active attempts, but just like, you know, you'll just be depressed and be like, you know, I just don't really want to be here today. Like, Um, you know, and you're just kind of checked out and mm. I just want to like speak that life into that. He wants to break that, like he's breaking that off of me continually, more and more territory. And he wants to break that off of you too. Like there's some, yeah. Amen. Well, you know, I feel like that's the same as the spirit of anxiety, mm. right? And we talked in the first half of the show that the enemy is a withered branch. He's coming to nothing. He has absolutely no hope. He's the only creature in all of existence that has absolutely no hope, and he knows it. And he has no idea when the last trumpet's going to sound. He's totally anxious. Um, he's completely freaked out and depressed all the time. Yeah. And I believe he projects that out onto this world, and people. some people pick it up more than others. Also, I think with that is the spirit of suicide. He wishes he could kill himself. He can't. So he projects what he's feeling out onto this world. And and it's an epidemic. I mean, there's another epidemic, right? Is the amount of people that are taking their own lives right now. And I just feel like if we can get the word out of, no, you are loved. You're worth the blood of Jesus. He hasn't ever given up on you the way you can know that is you just look at the cross. His arms are nailed open so that everybody can come to him. He will not cast you away. He is not saying, no, you're so bad. In fact, he's saying, I have done everything necessary. All you need to do is come and receive. I feel like he's saying that to people right now. And he wants to break off that spirit of suicide. In fact, Jamie, let's pray into that right now. Can we pray into that together? Absolutely. So, Father, we come before you right now interceding for our brothers and sisters that are battling the spirit of suicide. And I just feel like as I, in my mind's eye, I see you standing and being buffeted, just being hit by blow after blow after blow. And I feel like the Lord is saying that he's already taken all those blows that you don't have to receive anymore. So, Lord, right now, I thank you for the victory of the cross to pour into my brothers and sisters that are feeling like they're being buffeted. You received all those blows for our salvation and for our healing. So I thank you, Lord, to fill every single one that's being attacked by the enemy and feels like they're being buffeted, especially specifically the spirit of suicide. I thank you, Lord, to get your victory over those demonic forces right now. I command them to let you go. I command complete and total restoration of anything the enemy meant for evil. The Lord is going to turn around. He's going to use it for good. And I thank you, Lord, that we're just going to command the the enemy to pay a toll. What he's done to you, he's got to pay back. You know, a thief in the (laughs) Old Testament, uh, if you stole something, you had to pay it back five times over. So in the life that has been stolen from you, Lord, I just thank you to send angelic forces to exact a toll on the enemy 
that he has to pay back in blessings five times over, that the revenge of God would so pour over these, these folks right now. We come against every spirit of anxiety, fear, and suicide, and we command you to let them go right now to the glory of our great King. In Jesus' Jesus name. name. And as you were praying, I just really felt, um, even for my own self, the um, kind of like endometriosis and just any woman who's ever, I mean, well, actually, um, yeah, I want to speak life for everybody, um, for families, but especially I just want to come against abortion and I want to come against the... um, but yeah, but especially anyone who's had a closed womb, I just want to mm. um, come against those lies, especially of infertility um, and just trauma in those places in Jesus' mm. name. And I just want to yeah, say, you, um, you know, family, and I want to speak life um, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Um, the Father loves babies. <laughs> he really, really loves babies. So, Lord, your heart for family and for babies, I pray, Lord, that you would be glorified in that. And we do. We speak Thank wombs you. to be opened bodies to be restored. I thank you for wholeness in bodies. Anything the enemy has meant for evil, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for full healing and restoration right now. We call forth these little people. We call them forth and we say, it's time. Come. Lord, you are the giver of good life. You, all life comes from you. So we thank you, Father, to get your victory in all these bodies. In Jesus' name. And I just want to Maybe pray for mothers and you pray for yeah, fathers. So I just, um, you know, want to pray like uh, for that heart to be desire to be answered. So Jesus, um, just thank you so much for answering these deep desires and affirming that they're good and they're of you, um, and that you will give them all every woman the tools to be a good life giving mother, mm-hmm. um, and that you're with her and the helper, the Holy Spirit's the guider. Um, and that you just have given her that crown, um, that she is the royal diadem in your hand, as your word says. Um, so we just thank you in Jesus' name yeah. for bringing that. And Father, I thank you for the heart of the Father to pour out on so many men that maybe they don't know what fatherhood looks like. Maybe they didn't see it in their earthly fathers, but that's okay because you're better than all of them anyway. So I thank you, Lord, for just your heart to pour down on men right now for godly fatherhood, for the spirit of adoption. I hear the spirit of adoption in my heart, Jamie. Um, So, yeah. So, Lord, we just thank you for the beauty of the fullness of the gospel, which is adoption. We were all adopted into the family of the great king. It's amazing. So, Lord, I thank you for the spirit of adoption that is being poured out right now for fathers. And I, I specifically feel like it's fathers that are getting the call for that. It's going to be the fathers that are going to go and say, honey, I really feel like the Lord is saying we're to adopt. Um, so, Lord, be glorified you, Lord. in that. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for life. And we thank you for a complete and total victory, what looks like a, a loss. I feel like the Lord is saying, stand and see the deliverance of your God. Get it, Lord. Get the victory. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I just think it's so funny that like CPC, like I'm, I love the shirt um, okay. and they were on today and I just, I don't know if that's like a way that people um, want to work it with Talk adoption. about what that is. Oh, so. sorry. So, oh gosh. Isn't that terrible? I forget. Um, so they're a local crisis pregnancy center okay. um, and uh, they help um, single parents um, with unexpected pregnancies and um, even if you are a family with just an unexpected pregnancy. Um, be able to bring that baby to term that know that there's a, an option, an alternative to abortion. They support you and give you parenting resources. But and also though, like that, you know, you're able to adopt. Like you're able to also have a family for that. So just like, um, 
you know, I just want to, so that's, yeah. they, this is in our local community, which is one of the most beautiful things for us to help, um, grassroots and just, I have a couple of friends who volunteered and they've just been lovely, um, working with that. So, you know, just like, I want to, yeah. So I just think that'd be cool for everybody to check that out. Yeah. Um, so this is, I always love the way the spirit like shifts these shows and you never know where we're going to go. So we're going to start in the do's and don'ts of deliverance. Uh, do come in love. Don't yell at people. Demons are not, a, are not afraid of loud voices. Uh, don't traumatize people. Don't hurt their feelings. Don't be mean to them. Right. Do come in love. That's the end of do, deliverance do's and don'ts. Um, but then I love how he shifts things like this, right? Yeah. You know, I heard something not long ago, which was uh, in the realm of adoption. If every church in America, as a church body, just said, we are going to support one family that's called to adoption. So there's one family in the church. The whole church comes around and says, okay, we're going to support the Smiths who are going to adopt one child. Yeah. Every church just basically pulls together and says, let's support one of our families that will adopt one child. We could knock out every single foster child, every single orphanage, every single, uh, every single child oh, needing adoption oh. in the United States of America – if every church just said, we'll take one, there's a vision. <laughs> Amen. I mean, gosh, like, and if that's you, go for it. Like, stir it up and, like, ask. Like, be bold in asking. Like, I, you will be surprised. Like, I, I've just gotten bolder. I'm like, well, if God's my daddy, I'm kind of spoiled. So I guess as a princess, I can ask her what I want. And, like, I've had people be taken aback, but they're like, oh, okay, I'll help you. <laughs> so, so I am. I would just really encourage you to like start up a little bit in the church. And even if you get rejected initially, they might be like, you know, I was in prayer time. And yeah, like that's not a bad idea. Like, yeah, let's help you out. You have come so far from that broken young woman in my living room two months, whatever, three months ago to where you are now. You are absolutely standing in princess daughtership. It's yeah. glorious to see. I mean, <laughs> this is the transformation that's available to everyone. Yeah. He's so good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm, like, tearing up for those who you can't tell or see. Oh, gosh, he's so good. I was just called. I feel like the Lord brought me to Psalm 91. This is verse 9, and it says, If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. For, and we know this, Jesus used this several times, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They'll hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Look at verse 13, though. So we look at this and we're like, oh, all these protection scriptures, and it's beautiful. And yes, he will order his angels to protect you from wherever you go. But look what happens. After you're protected, you don't hurt your foot on a stone. No evil comes around you. Look what happens next. Verse 13, you will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. For what? So that they can then go and bring the vengeance of a holy God on the enemy that tried to hurt you now your wound becomes your weapon and you know the lord is saying i feel like the lord is saying to listeners right now he has carried you he has always carried you he's continuing to carry you and if you want to see the deliverance of your god you need to know that you will now trample upon lions and cobras you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet you know how you're going to do it you're going to do it through love that's your superpower that's a supernatural weapon of mass destruction that the enemy can't do anything about. 
we've seen it in your life, Jamie, coming from possibly demonized, probably demonized to full restoration, spirit filled, praying for other people, seeing people healed, prophesying over folks in weeks. Yeah. And I I also just want to mention too, that um, I had several prophet kind of prophecies. So I just this short time, I don't know how many people are familiar with that, but just um, if you've had anybody pray for you and say like, them seeing something made for your future. So I've had people yeah. talk, like I even had talked to God at the identity conference where I had first gotten my big healing um, for curing of anxiety mm-hmm. or getting off medication anyway for anxiety. Um, but they had said like, talking about like God, like I, I had wanted to belong and I just felt like the Lord was like, you know, when you're like a kid and you're on a playground, you know, maybe you weren't included before, but like you're yeah. going to go to a playground and you're going to have friends. And like he actually transplanted me to another church and just shifted everything. And so now like things that I've longed for, for, you know, over 25 years are coming back to me. And so like, I want to yeah. you know, encourage you to like, especially, um, you know, I have a lot of, um, prime timer friends. And so like, they kind of will kind of joke with me sometimes about like, maybe the, you know, it's the past and the best years are behind and like, no, no God has things for you right now. Long things that you've longed for, for decades. He wants to bring forth now, like in this, in this season. And like, I just want you to like, encourage you to like that little bit of hope to go after it. Hope is contagious. (laughs) The opposite of hope is contagious, fear, and hope is contagious. And the way we the way we manage fear, I think, you know, it says in First John that perfect love casts out all fear. Back to your superpower. When you're moving in love and it's not your ability to drum it up, it's his love that lives in you, you will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. It'll be the Lord doing it. It says in Romans that soon the spirit of peace, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. And Jamie, I'm so thankful for you because I'm seeing it. I'm watching it with my own eyes. It's like, you know, you're a spiritual daughter and I saw you come alive, break off all the chains. And now you are running and you're pulling other people out of these pits. And we're seeing the Lord being glorified through you. And it's available for everybody, right? It, it is like... Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's for everyone. Please remember us as the Lord leads. The fire of God is available for all of us, and we just want to storm the gates together. We thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Go find someone to pray for. Let them know Jesus loves them, and he sees them, and watch what the Spirit's going to do. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet Brian Britton, Brian loves Jesus, and he is called to the nations. With an apostolic anointing, he moves in authority and in power and in love. He's encouraging regular believers just like you to move into the fullness and enjoy the waterfall of blessings that will flow not to you, but through you. You become the waterfall of blessings to hurting people. Brian's going to help us walk in it more.